Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Christmas is upon us. It's almost here. Can you believe it? But before we go there, uh, I do want to give a, a shout out uh, as proud parents. Bianca, come on up here one more time. Give her a big hand. This is our newest college graduate. Received your degree. What, tell us, tell us what, what happened from Sonoma State. Hi. Um, yeah, I graduated. I got my bachelor's degree in Childhood Studies. Early childhood studies, so to work with children, work with little kids. So zero to six, awesome. be a teacher. Not so, a yeah. seven-year-old, though. Not a seven-year-old, yeah. just they're taller than me, so that won't work. <laughs> but yeah, no, I graduated, and I'm just so glad. It's been a long journey, but I finished it, and I got a 4.0, so I'm really excited about that with all the classes that I've taken. So, yes. Awesome. Congratulations. We're so proud of you. Amen. Proud of our, our daughters. It looked like um, there's two angels here, but I saw two angels up here singing earlier. Amen. So I did want to mention that. So uh, that is an accomplishment. She will be actually graduating with her class next year in 2022. You know, it's always fun to cross that you know podium and uh, receive a diploma at that time. Um, so we can't wait. Well. As I mentioned, it's Thursday, or, or Sunday, it's December, <laughs> December, we're upon Christmas. How many are done with Christmas shopping? Raise your hand if you're already done, if you're one of those people that whip it out and just done with it. No? That's only a few of you here. The rest of you are waiting for December 23rd and December 24th, aren't you, to, to go shopping. And uh, that's, it, it comes by so quick every year. And the other thing that's so wonderful and crazy about December, it's busy. It seems like there's one thing after another. Um, December is a busy month. You know, this past week, for me, uh, I had traveled to L.A. for two days on work business. We attended the annual Foothill Church business meeting. Um, I had an end-of-the-year celebration lunch up in St. Helena this week for my work. I went to a visitation service on Friday, prepared us the funeral service for Saturday, and prepared today's sermon all this week. So for me, it's been a crazy week. And during those times like that, which you and I all have, there's one thing that we're sorely lacking at times, and it's called peace, right? It's peace in here because we're so busy but sometimes we miss on that peace. And this is the time of the year that we're reminded that Jesus came to bring peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Can I get an amen? amen? And some of you can relate to that type of schedule. Maybe that wasn't this week. Maybe it's going to happen next week for you, this coming week, or, or the week of Christmas. You're looking at your calendar and seeing, man, it's one thing after another, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. And, but you do it, right? And throughout that, we all want to have peace. Uh, last week I touched on one of the gifts of Christmas, which was hope. This world desperately needs hope. How many would agree with me? Uh, some people have given up hope, and we've seen the tragic end of that. Some people hear this, you know, we need peace. That's the other thing this world needs, is peace. And uh, that's what I want to speak to you on today. 
As I read the Bible, one of the common themes I see throughout the Bible, Old Testament to New Testament, is that you and I are going to have struggles. You and I are going to have trials. How many know that? Especially you may be here saying, Pastor Rick, ever since I became a believer, it's been a struggle. It's been one trial after another. And there's, it's not by accident that those things come upon you. But I'm so thankful that the Lord doesn't leave you hanging there. In the middle of those trials and tribulations, He'll give you His peace. He'll give you His peace that passes all understanding. And this peace is found only in Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, can I get an amen? amen? I want to read to you our sermon text for today. It was found in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, and verse 27. Listen to these words of Jesus. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I need to read that one more time so you understand what this is about. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. What does peace mean to you? That's the question I'm asking this, this afternoon. What does peace mean to you? Because I used to think, and maybe you think like this, that it just means, well, let's keep everybody happy. Don't, don't you know, shake up the room. Everybody's got to agree to get along. And as long as we're happy, that's peace. That's not peace. That's just being content for that moment. That's just being happy for a moment. That's not peace, though. It's so much more than that. Let me give you the biblical definition of peace. You all heard the word shalom. That's the, the word Hebrew word for peace. You'll see it in the Bible, in the Old Testament. But the definition of shalom is this. It's completeness, soundness, without strife. Ooh, how many want a life without strife? No traffic, no lines at Walmart, nobody beating you up, everything on sale all the time, Coles cash coming, getting mailed to you all the time. Exactly. It, it, it also means it's nothing broken or missing, which indicates wholeness and well-being. It also includes the concepts of unity, harmony, and reconciliation. You see, our families, our communities, our world is desperate for that kind of peace. Wouldn't you agree with me? But here's the problem. We can't order peace at this time of the year through Amazon.com. It's not going to come to your front door like that. We don't receive peace with the presents, the gifts that you and I are going to get at Christmas time. I want to remind you here, peace is a gift. Did you capture that word gift that I emphasized in the scripture? We can put the scripture, there it is. It's a gift. Now, you and I, when we're given gifts, it's up to you to receive that gift. Somebody can offer you something, but you don't necessarily have to receive it, have to accept it. Just like the gift of salvation. For many of you, you didn't want it when you were younger. I was there same way. I didn't want it when I was younger. And God had offered that to me. But at some point in your life, you said yes. I need you, Lord. I need to have that relationship with you, Jesus Christ. So we can only find true peace in Jesus. 
This is where I'm going with the message today. And I want to touch on three things today regarding peace. And the first one would be accept God's gift of peace. Again, it's a gift. It's a gift. Now, I always use this analogy when it comes to salvation. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believed in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. All of you know that scripture. That is a gift. It's a gift. He didn't say, all those that believe in Him, but wait, time out. But you got to get baptized first. Or you got to throw, throw some money in, in the tithe box. Or you got to help out first and setting up and tearing down. Then you can receive the gift of salvation. You didn't say that. A gift is free. It's here you go. Do you want it? Do you accept it? That's what a gift is. And that's what Jesus Christ came to give us in His Son. Or the Father came to give us in His Son, Jesus Christ. And also with peace. He came to give us that peace. Because He is peace. Amen. Amen? So first of all, we have to accept the gift of peace. It starts right there. And one of the reasons you and I don't have peace, and all of you are going to, you're going to hear this and you're going to say, yep, that was me. But one of the reasons we don't have peace is because we're looking for it in all the wrong places. We're looking for it in relationships. Well, I'm not happy, I'm not at peace, so I have to look for it in another relationship. Or I have to look for it in alcohol or in a pill. Or you fill in the blank. Then I'll have peace. Have you discovered that none of those will give you peace? None of those give you peace. They'll just give you a hangover. <laughs> they'll, they'll give you a terrible marriage or relationship. And all the other things that come with those types of things when you're seeking them in the wrong places. We often think money can give us peace. Well, if I only won the lotto, it would take care of all of my problems. Well, it's a happy dream, right? It's, a, it's actually a fantasy to think that you're going to win the lotto. You know how, much, how, how far the odds are that you will ever win the lotto. But here's what I want to point out to you. There are, there are TV shows, documentaries made on the winners that have won Super Lotto and how their lives have been destroyed. Have you ever seen these documentaries? Money, or the love of money, will tear you apart. See, the Bible doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. So even that won't get you peace. And maybe you're here today, well, I'd love to give it a shot. Well, yeah, maybe that would be cool to have, have a fat bank account and, and be able to not worry about your bills. I agree with you, that would be a nice place to be. And hopefully we'll all get there in retirement, right? And, um, but but we got to realize that Jesus is the peace that we're looking for. We have to, first of all, accept the peace that He offers. The good news is that true peace is not hard to get. All you and I have to do is to receive it as God's gift, and you will begin to experience God's peace. How many have felt God's peace in your trials and tribulations? Raise your hand if you have felt God's peace. And you have looked back on that and said, man, I don't, I don't know where that came from. I felt a peace, a calmness in my spirit. And that comes from your Savior in heaven. Amen. Who lives inside of you? Who dwells in you? Amen. 
Listen to the words of King David in this scripture found in Psalm chapter 4 and verse 8. In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Peace that comes from the Lord alone. We can lie in, in peace and safety, dwell in safety, when we allow that peace, when we receive that peace. Nightmares won't bother you anymore when we trust God to be our peace. The fear of the future won't affect you because you're allowing and trusting God to be your peace. None of us here know what tomorrow holds. Whether you're working today or unemployed today, none of you know what tomorrow holds. But God is still your peace. He hasn't changed. Amen? So, number one, accept God's gift of peace. Receive that today and say, I claim that as mine. I claim that peace. Second thing I would tell you is peace makes us complete. Say that with me. Peace makes us complete. As I mentioned, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace in Isaiah 9, chapter 9 and verse 6. He's the one, the only one that can bring peace to you and I in the middle of a storm. I want to read another scripture to you found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. Listen to these words of Paul, the Apostle Paul. This is describing you and I in our weaknesses. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, or because of, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Amen. The Lord God here is saying, His grace is sufficient for us. His power is perfected in our weakness. You know that when we are weak, he is strong. That's when he's strong in you and I. When we are weak. That's when we look to him and say, Lord, I need your strength. I need your peace. And that's when he comes and fills you with that peace. Amen. See, John, Jesus promises to be your strength, your weakness, your hope, as we discussed last week, and your peace. He's promised to be that. The question is, are you going to accept that, receive that from him? Are you going to accept it? Because when you do, it will help you be complete. Amen? Uh, and again, I would remind you, with man, this is utterly impossible, achieving peace. But with God, all things are possible. Amen? All things are possible. I can't think of anything more generous than for God to give us His peace. You see, God can give you everything you want. Yes, He can give you that gated house, the, the, the house of the gated community, the beautiful car, the brand new car, and all, everything else. But there are people out in this world that are dying without peace, that are, that are dying left and right because they have no hope and they have no peace. God has given that to each of us in the form of His Son, Jesus Christ. But it's up to you and I to receive that peace. Amen? The question for you is, are you embracing this gift of peace? Are you holding on to that peace? 
You know, yesterday at the funeral that we attended for Bill and Dee Dee's son, I saw it in them. I saw it in Bill and Dee Dee. Here it is, they were struggling. On the day of the funeral of their son, it was his birthday as well. He, he would have turned 31 yesterday. And here they are saying goodbye to their son at a funeral. But yet at the same time as I'm at the front officiating, it was, it was emotional, of course. But you could see the peace in Didi. You could see the peace in Bill. And that only comes because they had accepted that peace from Almighty God. Amen? I know it's real. I saw it right displayed right in front of me yesterday. And then she was, Didi was so strong yesterday. It was just amazing. I really wanted to tell her, do you realize how strong you are right now? Do you realize how I can see the peace in you? I really wanted to do that, but she was, she was busy yesterday, as you would imagine. It was a big turnout. And um, I just was so thankful that God filled them with peace. See, the question here today is, are you experiencing the wholeness that I alluded to, where nothing is broken, there's no strife, nothing's missing. Are you experiencing that wholeness that Jesus has brought to your life? At this time in my life, I can honestly say I am experiencing more peace in my life than ever before. There's something about it, as you get older and as you mature, there's, there's some things that just aren't important anymore, right? There's just some things that just aren't as important. Of course, there's, there's things that we hold on to, but some things you just, yeah, it's no big deal. And, and you can learn to have peace about that. And, and I wish I would have had that when I was younger, when I was 20, when I was 30. But it takes a few years of maturity to grasp that and understand that Jesus has already given me the peace and I'm fighting him over that. I'm really saying, Lord, I'm not trusting you. I'm, uh, uh, let me try to figure out how to do this my own way. Let me ask you today, what part of your life needs more peace? Just think about that. You don't need to say it out loud, but is it, is it in your mind, your body? Is it in your relationships, your finances? Maybe it's in your workplace where there's no peace at all. I've been in places like that. Maybe it's at home. You're dreading to go home right now. Um, or, or maybe it's the all or eventful Christmas dinner party that's coming up with your family and in-laws and outlaws. Um, maybe you're dreading all that because there's no peace there. Well, I would tell you this, that when you and I learn to surrender to God, completely to God, we can then begin to experience peace. You see, those that, that struggle with what I just mentioned haven't surrendered to God. They're holding on to their pride, their ego. They don't want to let go. And instead, God has already said, look, here's the gift. It's the greatest gift you'll ever have next to salvation. It's peace. You can't buy peace. If you could, if you could produce peace and bottle it and sell it in little bottles, you'd be a billionaire if you could sell peace. But you can't, unfortunately. You have to come down to the cross and receive that at the cross of Jesus. Amen? So peace makes us complete. Say that with me. Peace makes us complete. I want you to grasp that. What it's saying is that you're not complete without peace in your life. 
You are not complete. God is still trying to give you that last piece to, no pun intended, to make you feel complete. Which leads me to my third point. What happens if you don't have it? Well, you have anxious thoughts. You see, the third point is peace replaces anxiety. Anybody ever had anxiety? Well, if you don't raise your hands, you're not human. Everybody here has had anxiety at some point. You're, you're stressed, you're nervous. Maybe it's a test. Maybe it was Bianca taking a test. Or um, maybe it's you, you know, wondering about what your future holds and you're anxious, the thoughts about that, and you have no idea. But I want to remind you today, peace replaces anxiety. And unfortunately, the days we live in produce tremendous amounts of anxiety. For some of us early on, it was, do I get vaccinated or not? Okay, I went there. Do I get vaccinated or not? Do I get a booster? And on and on. Do, do I let my kids get it? Um, do I go to work to a place that's mandating it? And on and on and on. And then you introduce all the political stuff that's going on in our world and all the divisions that are going on in our world. And it produces anxiety in our minds and in our spirits if we're not careful. Let me tell you what anxiety is. It is just the opposite of peace. So imagine, here's peace, here's anxiety. Polar opposites. I would tell you today, if you struggle with anxiety, you need peace. You do not have peace if you struggle with anxiety today. Peace is confidence and trust in God's wise counsel and control over your life. How many would agree that, that God knows what's best for you? So if He knows what's best for you, why don't we let Him lead our lives? Why don't we let Him direct our lives? We, we get in the way, don't we? And, and then we, that leads to anxiousness. And why did I do that? And why did I make that choice? And why did I go here? Why did I go there? And, and we're scratching our head, trying to figure it out. All because we failed to receive his gift of peace. See, maybe you've never looked at it this way, but anxiety really is a lack of trusting God. It's failing to trust God. Maybe you've never looked at it this way. That when I'm anxious, I'm pretty much telling God, um, listen, God in heaven, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, um, you know, really, I'm not confident in your plan, and I'm not confident and I'm not trusting you in your plan for my life. Because that's what you're really saying when you do not feel peace in your life. On the other hand, when you receive that gift of peace, anxiety goes away. Because what you're telling God Almighty is saying, I trust you. I trust you for my life. I trust you for direction. I trust you for my future. There's a scripture in Colossians chapter 3. Let me read this to you. Chapter 3 and verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the peace of God, of Christ, rule in your hearts. You see, we're all members of one body, and we were called to peace. And be thankful. One of the byproducts of peace is you're thankful. Did you know that? You're giving, you're full of thanksgiving. In other words, you're thankful for this, thankful for that. 
People that aren't thankful don't have peace. That's truly what it's telling us right there. Christ has come to rule in our hearts so that you and I would have peace. The Bible from that scripture basically is commanding us to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. If you're a believer, you've been instructed, let the peace of Christ rule your heart. And when you're not, you're in disobedience to Him. And then we get what we get when we don't follow that peace, when we lean on our anxiety and our, and our thoughts, and, and then we get so sidetracked. And it's difficult to get that peace back in your life. Someone has once said this, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. Sometimes we, we think, well, that's just a little thing. God doesn't care. No, He cares all about you. He formed you, created you in your mother's womb. He, he cares about the tiniest details in your life. I want you to know that today. He wants you to have peace over the tiniest details in your life. Amen? Amen? Now how? By replacing anxiety with prayer and thankfulness. Here's another scripture I want to read to you. Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 and 7. All of you know this verse, uh, these two verses. You've, you've heard these read many times. It says this, Do not be anxious about anything. I'll just stop there. I want to repeat that again because we need to hear that. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, another version says, passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. First of all, don't be anxious about anything. Has God ever failed you? Let me ask you that right now. Has God ever failed you? Of course not. He's never failed a one of us here. He's always provided for you. Always, and He always will. But this scripture is telling us that by prayer and requests, by giving thanks, present your request to God Almighty. And then when you do that, the peace of God will come upon you so that you will no longer have to be anxious and running around like a chicken with his head cut off. What's going on? I have no idea. <laughs> In closing... Here's what I know to do when you and I become anxious. A, how are you praying? Are you praying? But how are you praying? Here's the one thing I've often told you and I tell you and I will tell you this until my last breath. Don't just come in and bombard God with all of your problems. If you were to enter into the office of the president the White House, whether you like him or not, you don't just come in there and start complaining about all the things that are going on in the economy. You, there's protocol. There's a process. You are greeted in there. You have to greet the president. I mean, you wouldn't do that with the Queen of England. You wouldn't do that with our president. There's protocol. You just don't run in and bombard Almighty God with your petitions. Amen. He knows them already. He knows the struggles you face. 
He knows the struggles you're going to face tomorrow before you even know it. Instead, how are you praying? Real prayer is a, is a lifestyle to God. This is how you need to do it. You need to approach Him. You mean you always, and I always use this, this scripture of Psalm, you enter into His gates with thanksgiving. You enter into His courts, that means closer to Him, with praise. So begin to thank Him first as you want to pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this day. I thank you for the very breath that you gave me today. I thank you for my home. I thank you for my wife, my children. And name all those blessings. Thank him. Then begin to praise him for who he is. Lord, I praise you that you are my peace today. I praise you that you are my hope. I praise you that you're my encouragement. I praise you at on and on and on. Then when you've done that, you now have the privilege to enter into the Holy of Holies or into his presence now let him know, Lord, today I'm struggling with, with peace. I don't have peace today. Lord, I need hope in this situation. I don't know what's going on in this relationship. I don't know how my marriage got to this point, but I need your help. That's when you begin to give him those requests. And the Bible, the scriptures we just read said at that point, then peace will fall on you. Peace will reign over you. Because you've done it the right way. When we bombard God with, with, with our request, He's going like, time out. He, he really, what He does is, He puts you over here in the corner while you are doing it. He still hears it, but He puts you over here in the corner. And then at some point after you calm down, He'll bring you back over here lovingly. But there's a right way to do it. The way I just described that. How many would agree they're going to do that going forward if you haven't done that already? Let's always... Give God thanks, enter his court with praise, then bring your petitions, bring your requests at that point. Again, real prayer is a lifestyle of love for God. Tell the Savior how much you love him, how much you need him, how grateful you are for salvation, how grateful you are for his mercy and grace. So the first thing is, how are you praying? The second thing is, what are you thinking? I, I always say here, What's your stinking thinking about? Because you know our thinking, it will sidetrack us. It will mess with us. What are you thinking? We, so there could be people sitting in this service today, hearing this wonderful dynamic message, and be thinking about some Christmas gift they got to buy for their sister, or their brother, or their mom or dad, or whatever. Or their mom or dad, yes. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Let me, let me read this scripture to you found in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Amen? You will keep in perfect peace. The Lord is going to give you perfect peace because you are trusting in Him. Because you're remaining steadfast, immovable. To overcome anxiety and to receive the peace that you and I need, you can't just think about what is good. You also have to begin to live it out. To begin to talk it out. That means sometimes maybe some of you have to have a mentor. And I love what the men's group is doing. You know, we have these texts going out constantly. And 
Brother Garland or Gregory or Alex, they're, they're challenging guys and, and they're, they're challenging us to take another step up closer to the Lord. That's mentoring. Maybe you're one of those people who's a worrier. Well, get together with someone with, over coffee and just get together and pray. Talk about what's going on. Don't just hold on to that by yourself. God never intended for Lone Ranger Christians to be part of this church. We are a body, amen? And some of you don't know who Lone Ranger was. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> i got to update my, my terms here. Yeah, right? But um, the main thing is God gives us perfect peace, amen? I want to share this story as I close with this. Peace replaces anxiety at every turn, right? Peace replaces anxiety. Well, in 1972, and some of you may know this, I've seen this photo, but Kim Fu Fan Thi, and I totally butchered that name, I'm sure, but she was a nine-year-old Vietnamese girl that was captured in a now very infamous photo taken during the Vietnam War. After a napalm bombing, bombing, the photos showed her running naked as a nine-year-old with her hands outstretched. Anybody here recall seeing that photo? You, it's a very infamous photo. And she's running with no clothes because she had stripped her clothes off because she was burning from the napalm. There's a bunch of other kids running behind her. Just a very tragic scene. It was, a, it was just a few months after that that the war was officially over. And that, that photo helped turn that tide. But the point was that I'm trying to make here is the photographer who took this photo, who won the photo of the year and all that later, he then covered her with her coat and rushed her to the hospital, which saved her life. But this nine-year-old girl grew up with thoughts of suicide, anxiety, and depression. First of all, she was captured and immortalized in a photo with her running naked. No girl at nine years old or any age wants to be captured that way. Secondly, she was in tremendous pain, burning, her flesh burning. So she had tremendous anger and hate for, for the bombing, those that were involved in the war, and, and so forth. In fact, she prayed to her Buddhist gods to take her life. That was her prayer. But 10 years later, at the age of 19, she was in a Saigon library, and she saw a New Testament and began to read the Gospels. Shortly afterward, on a Christmas Eve in 1982, she gave her life to Christ at a worship service. She rose above her physical and emotional scars and made a choice to embrace the hope of salvation through forgiveness. She understood that unless she could forgive, she would never receive forgiveness herself. Or she could never grow closer to Christ and lead others to Christ. She was filled with depression and anxiety. And when she received Christ, she received peace for the very first time in her life. 
It's an amazing story. She's now married, lives in Canada, is a believer in Christ, has two sons, one is in Bible college, and so forth. She's discovered peace. I say that so that I can ask you my final question. When will you find peace if you haven't found it already? When will you find peace? And what will it take for you to find peace? Christ is here today offering you this gift of peace. All you need to do is to receive it, is to raise your hand up and embrace it and receive that gift of peace, and it's yours. I want you to stand with me, if you would, as we close today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. I know we're all family here today, and I, I just, today I just want to invite you to come on up. If you feel comfortable, come on up to the altar today. I just feel we need to be up here as a family. This is the season where peace is declared. And Jesus came to give you and I that peace. And I don't know what you may be going through, what you went through this week, how tough your week may have been. But I want to just remind you that God is here today to grant you that peace, to fill you with His peace. Peace that passes all understanding. We don't get it, we don't understand it, how in the middle of a trial we can be overwhelmed with His peace. So right now, today, I just want you to just lift your hands with me and just receive that peace as I pray over you. Just receive the peace. Picture Jesus just dropping that peace in your hands right now. He's going to drop that peace right in your arms, in your hands. Every one of you. Everything that you've struggled with this week. Everything that you've battled this week that you're worried about this month. God is giving you that peace right now in your hands. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, today. Thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the reason for the season. But Lord, today we especially thank you for peace. And today with our hands lifted to you, we pray right now, as you give us that peace right now, that we would grab it right now. Grab it, church. Grab it and receive that peace. Bring it in right now to your heart, to your chest. Just bring it to your chest. And let that peace fill you right now. Let his peace overwhelm you today. Let us peace be yours right now. Father, we thank you for one of the greatest gifts we could ever receive. That is peace from above, heavenly peace. You can't buy it. You can't manufacture it. But it only comes from you, Lord. We receive that today. And we give you thanks. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Lord, I pray that this peace that now fills every one of us, that wherever we go this Christmas season, that those that would come into contact with us would be amazed by the peace that we have and that we would be able to share with them, can I tell you about this peace I have that God Almighty has given me? I receive that today. And my prayer now is that you, each of you here today, would be able to share that with those around you, at work, at your clubhouses, 
in your, in your communities, wherever it is that you go, share that peace. Be a difference maker. Be a peacemaker. So, Father, we give you thanks again today. We give you the glory, the honor. It all belongs to you, Father, today. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.